Good morning, church. How was y'all Thanksgiving? Good? Great time. It's good to be here again. My name is Jacob Ardron. Be alongside my beautiful wife, Tiffany, of the College Mission here in Lifeway. And it's uh, very, very good to be here. I see a lot of new faces, some people missing out of town, some people, a lot of people in town visiting family. So welcome to Lifeway here today. We're excited to have you guys with us. I know for me, I get to say my parents are here, so that's really awesome. My mom and dad back over there. And... And they brought a lot of friends, too. It's good to see all you guys as well. But it's, it's great to be here. Um, some are out of town. Marty's in Moscow, and Ralph is guest priest in San Diego. So it's the Young Bucks show today. It's hopefully uh, we don't burn the house down. Amen? Amen. Awesome. So today, I want to talk about family matters. That is a theme for what the campus is going through in the month of November. It's been a lot of fun. And it started off with one question I asked at the college group. Do we want this group, the college ministry, to be a bunch of friends or to be family? And they started raising their hands, and each and every single one of our students said, family. I'm like, oh, that's so, that's so nice. <laughs> they all said they wanted to be closer than just friends. They wanted to be family. I'm like, okay, great. And so this past month, this past month of November, we've been going through different lessons about how we can be a better family to each other. And they've been loving the lessons, and it, it was capped off last week, the week, um, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we kind of had a low-key midweek at our place, at Tiff and I's apartment, and uh, it was really, really encouraging. We kind of just spent the whole time just encouraging one another, and uh, imagine this, the girls went off in one room, the guys stayed in the living room, and imagine a bunch of college-age dudes sitting around in a circle, and individually calling brothers out in front of all these other guys and saying how much love they have for that guy. And being specific about it too, like, wasn't just, hey bro, think you're a cool dude. It was, no, we got deep and specific encouragement to each and every brother's weaknesses, and, well, not strengths, not weaknesses, but encouragement. And it was so, inc- and it was about 10 minutes, 10 minutes of just calling each other out saying, hey man, you're awesome, here's why. And it was just 10 minutes of great manly, brotherly bonding. It was awesome. And then the sisters, they went off for about 30 minutes. It was crazy. Which was hilarious. There was less sisters than the brothers by about half. They still went three times amount of time. And there might have been some tears shared with the guys. There was definitely a lot of tears shared with the sisters. But uh, it was a great time. And afterwards, we went together. We, we came together in the living room. We watched The Incredibles because that was cool. And uh, we all got nostalgic because... The Incredibles 2 trailer just came out, so we wanted to watch Incredibles. So everyone's thought about that. And so it was just a great time. And I found myself sitting there thinking, man, how awesome is this group? And who wouldn't want to be a part of this group? I mean, who wouldn't want this type of love, this type of friendship, this type of family? And that question made me really have the urge to share this with everyone. Because sadly, this type of dynamic is so rare in the world. And so I had this strong urge, and with that urge comes this lesson. So today we're going to talk about how family truly matters to everyone, and why we should want to share the family of God to everyone we know. Amen? Awesome. Let's go to Hebrews. Go to Hebrews chapter 2. So I've been reading the book of Hebrews a lot lately, and it's a really, really good book. I encourage you guys to read Hebrews if it's been a little while, um, because it's all about how Jesus is so much better than anything else you can ever have. And Jesus is superior in every way. And it's cool in Hebrews 2, Jesus thinks we're not all that bad either, which is nice. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 2, start up here in verse 10 through 11. 
Here it says, both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters. And the assembly, I will sing your praises. How cool is that? One, we're holy, but also we're in the same family that Jesus is in. And we're his fellow brothers, and hey, he's not, he's not ashamed of that. He's not ashamed to call us his siblings. That's cool. Yeah. Jesus isn't ashamed of us being a part of his family. He's actually proud of us, which is really, really cool. But I think this is an interesting concept that we don't think about too much. We all regard Jesus as, for those who believe in him, as Lord, as God, and as Savior. But not so much our brother. It's, we think of, no, Jesus, and then we're, that's kind of our mindset of Jesus. But it's both, all three are true. Jesus is God. He is Lord. He also came down and humbled himself to be a man to die on the cross. So he is our Savior. But by humbling himself, he became a son of God. And we have the privilege to become adopted sons and daughters of God. So that means we're spiritual siblings with Jesus. How cool is that? He is our brother. That's a family of God that we should be proud to represent, right? I mean, Jesus is your brother. He's a part of your family. We should want people to come over to see Jesus. He's a cool guy, right? We wanna, we're proud of our brother and Jesus. Some of us have siblings. Some of us don't. Some of us who have siblings, we're really proud of our siblings. Some of us not so much. But we could all be very, very proud to have Jesus in our lives. Because he's a really amazing brother. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 through 16 says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to emphasize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So the scripture is saying that our, our bro Jesus, he's already up there in heaven. He's kind of holding down the fort for us. And he's the perfect older brother that all of us might wish we had. He's Yes, he is perfect. But not in an overshadowing, loaded on you type way. He's perfect in a while. I want to follow that man. Kind of like little brother following older brother when they're, when they're kids, right? I, I want to follow my older brother who's perfect, but not in a way that's unrelatable. Which is amazing. Jesus can relate to all the temptations and to all the worries and struggles we have in this world. But then he's overcome them. So Jesus is relatable, but then he's perfect in a way that, man, I want to be like him. So Jesus is a cool brother. And for that reason, we can not only have our salvation in him, we can be confident in our salvation. Church, that's something that very few people really have. You know, for most in the world, it's like, Hot potato with heaven or hell. On one day, yeah, I'm good. Other day, oh no, I messed up, I'm bad. So heaven, hell, heaven, hell is kind of on whatever day I feel like. But with us, we can be confident. No, that's my older brother up there. He's holding down the forts. It's kind of like, how confident would you be going to someone's party and like, do you worry that you're on the guest list if the party is run by your brother? It's like, no, my brother runs this party. Let me in, right? My brother's got me. That's how we could be going to heaven, guys. Jesus runs the show. And he is our older brother who is watching out for us and can't wait for us to join him in the party that is heaven. Not everyone has it. That's so cool. The family of God is special. And the point of all these scriptures is really 
the writer of Hebrews is trying to encourage all these people that what you have here is special. Be grateful and hold on to it. You are a part of the family of God. Jesus is your older, perfect brother. Be happy about that. Amen. Be excited. Amen. As well, he's not just the bro, he, he actually runs the show as well. It's from Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6 says, But Christ is faithful as a son over God's house. And we are his house, if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. So Jesus is the head son. He's the firstborn. That means he gets to run the house. And if we as Christians are doing an alright job of letting Jesus take the wheels in our families, that means that we are also a part of God's house. Now, whether or not we're doing that, that's another sermon. But hopefully, we are doing an alright job of letting Jesus take the wheels of our lives. Okay, Jesus runs the show. I'm part of his church, part of his family, part of his house. If that's the case, we're a part of God's house. It's good for us to remember that. I think we can get so caught up, especially during the holiday season, about our earthly house and all the preparations that God has been made. And we forget that the spiritual makeup of our family, our house, your individual spirit that lives inside you is so much greater than all the trees, the lights, and the gifts in the whole wide world. God's house is better, and we are a part of God's house. I think it's so important to remind ourselves of that. One, because it makes us feel special. It makes us feel grateful. But also with that, it can help other people see the family of God and how great that is to be a part of. Because you feel compelled to share the good news. Right. Something's good, you want to share it, right? So let's feel incredibly special for what we have, church. It is an encouraging thing. Jesus is our Lord and Savior, but he's also our amazing brother. Yeah. We just want to show that brother off. Hey, look at my bro Jesus. He's amazing. And he could be your brother as well. Because again, family matters to everyone. Everyone wants to have a great family. Yes. And feel close to, to the loved ones. It's actually kind of the whole point of the holidays. Being with family, right? Yes. And everyone wants it because, sadly, very few actually have it. I mean, a lot of people have family. But sometimes it's hard to feel the love in those families. And some don't have any family at all. So they're completely and desire and need for family and in love. We can totally show the world what it means to have, really have this family of God and have that as our highest priority and our perspective. So everyone needs this. I want to take a little quick break here from Hebrews and go to uh, Book and, and Luke and read about two women who are pretty famous, Martha and Mary. If I want to see if we can put a holiday twist, Martha and Mary. I know a little intimidate going into this passage because it's been done so many times by so many Great, uh, specifically women speakers as well. So I'm going to try to dabble in this, see, see how this goes. Amen? Great. All right. Luke 10. Luke 10, verse 38 to 40. Let's read some Martha and Mary. Amen? Okay. So Luke 10, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha. We can't say that any other way, right? Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Again, pretty famous story. A lot of us have read this, but uh, 
they try to put a little holiday twist to it. So you see, you got here, you got this woman named Martha, and she does a great thing. She invites Jesus over to her home. Good, that's that's awesome. That's a great hospitable thing to do. But Jesus comes over and, and Martha gets a little crazy. I mean, because it's the Son of God in your living room. You got to go out for the Son of God, right? So she starts cooking. She starts cleaning. Go all out, right? It's a huge deal. We go all out for our holiday celebrations. But meanwhile, her sister, on the other hand, Mary, is just, she's chilling. <laughs> Sitting by Jesus' feet, just listening to him. And so Martha decides to appeal to, to Jesus' empathy and her cooking and cleaning situation. Hey, Jesus, help us this out. Tell Mary to help me in the kitchen. Help me clean this house up. She appeals to her, Jesus' empathy of her situation. But how does Jesus respond? He says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about a great deal amount of things. But your sister Mary has chosen the one thing that matters. And it will not be taken away from her. So calm down a little bit. Calm it, you know. Just simmer down. It's going to be A-OK. You know, but I think it's so easy for us to look at this story and to look at us and how we react when the holidays approach. I know we just had Thanksgiving and the holidays are coming up soon. It's all family, family, family. And prep, prep, prep. And house, house, house. And all these different things. And sometimes get a little crazy. A little home alone status, right? Just going, wilding out, freaking out. So much stuff to do. And the whole world reacts this way. Oh, tree this and light that and gifts and decorations and the cooking and the baking and the cleaning and family this and where is so-and-so going to sleep and all these different things, right? And everyone becomes a Martha. It's just, it's chaotic sometimes. And... Don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to be a Grinch here or a Christmas screws. Those thing. I love Christmas. I'm a huge Christmas fan, so I love my Christmas traditions. Um, we put a lot of our heart into it, and I don't think a lot of it's totally bad. I love my Christmas traditions. I, I love how uh, the lights are always a big deal with me and my dad. We always, each year we hang them up, and each year we try to go bigger, better, and more reckless. Let's go on the rooftop now. We always try to go, to try to beat ourselves from last year. And uh, the Christmas tree is always this big deal. Um, we got to find the right one and, uh, and decorate it. And my sister and I, we watched actually like a whole week of Christmas movies. And it's kind of planned out every night a different movie. And then my mom, she makes her jam cookies. And those are delicious. And then if I'm lucky, I get my grandma's tamales. If it's a good year, I get tamales. I'm like, whew, I pushed for it just this past Wednesday. Pray for me. So... <laughs> Tomorrow's are great. And so I love my Christmas tradition so much, but I've realized, just growing up and through age, uh, that when one puts everything on those traditions and on the festivities, we were left ultimately just stressed out and disappointed. When that's all that matters, because no food is that tasty, no gift is that precious to fill the void that God has in our hearts. So... There's got to be something else. There's got to be the one thing that matters. And the family of God is that one thing that matters. It's our relationship with God. And so I love all those things, but when it's all you have, you kind of look like Kevin McAllister. Just freaking out all the time. And it's so cool that we, again, have the privilege as Christians to be married to so so many people's Marthas. Because here's the thing we can all do. And I know that many of you have been around for a while. I do it a lot. Things are going crazy. doesn't matter how crazy things get, how chaotic it gets. 
so turkey can catch on fire, little Billy can drop the pie, and Grandma can be drunk in the kitchen. Doesn't matter how crazy it can get over the holidays, we all have this little button that we can push that says, you know what? Amen. God is good. God is good. And you all do this. God is good. You know? Was it the day that I expected? Things got a little out of hand, but I'm a Christian and the family of God. God is good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to heaven. Things are alright. Everything is A-OK. We have this button and some of your parents push this button a lot. Okay. God is good. Amen. <laughs> But over the holidays, when everyone else is kind of just getting crazy, we can get back to this. That, man, I have a bro in Christ who's holding my room in heaven. I have the peace that comes with being a Christian. Things are going to be great. That peace is unique to a Christian. It's rare. The world needs that peace, amen? We should feel compelled to want to share that to so many people. I want to take a quick little second here to lift up my parents because, man, year in and year out, my mom and dad do an amazing job keeping the peace in the family. It's, it's incredible. And this past Thanksgiving was, seems like more hectic than usual. I don't know why. Maybe it was because it was my wife's first time there. They want to put on a show. Or maybe it's just always been that crazy. I just uh, never noticed it now because I'm, I'm older now. But it was hectic. The, I was at my grandparents' house in, in Bakersfield, and the whole house was just packed. Like, packed with people. Like, it seemed like half of them had some sort of sickness or disability going on. So that was, that was unique and had its own challenges. And then we had five dogs. Five dogs in the house. Just like, guys, it was a zoo. It was crazy. I've never seen five dogs in the house crowded with people. And it was set up to be a very interesting day from the get-go then really throughout I mean the moments before the meal started it was just a war zone in the kitchen and I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm hearing all the yelling and all the barking I'm like you know what maybe I should help out but maybe I'll just add to that so I'm not sure what to do and so so I thought about that but I looked to my parents and saw what mom and dad were doing and mom and dad were helping out as they always do and interacting with their inside voices. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that. So I helped out. I helped set the table, get the food out with my inside voices. And guys, we made it out alive. It happened. And, and we were on time. What? What? We said 4 p.m. We started at 4 p.m. How amazing is that? Some of y'all thought at midnight. It's crazy. We made it. And, and my parents just have done an amazing job just always just keeping that peace. That things are okay. It's not the biggest deal if something goes wrong. Things are a-okay. Our lives don't depend on this one meal. Our lives move on. God is good. And done an incredible job just being that in my family and also just welcoming other people into our homes. My mom and dad have set a huge example on that for me. And God is so, so good. So good. And I think that when we have this peace of mind that says, man, I am with God. I have peace with that. I feel secure in that. It helps us really not only be able to provide and help out other people, but also hopefully it gives us this urge to want to share with other people. So I want to go back to that. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 13 verse 1. 
Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. So at first, the scripture says, Hey, you guys are brothers and sisters, so love up on each other. So please do that. Please don't stop loving up on our fellow members in the church and really loving each other. But also, don't forget, show some love to those outside. Show some love to some strangers. And then it hints at a story in Genesis where Abraham welcomed in some strangers and they happened to be angels. So who knows? Maybe the next people you welcome into your home might be angels. But regardless, we should show love and offer offer out hospitality to those who we don't know that well. And here comes the long-awaited challenge I want to ask you guys. When's the last time you had someone over to your home that wasn't a close church friend or a family member, but someone you didn't know that well? Somewhat of a stranger. Has it been a while? Maybe a classmate, maybe a coworker, maybe someone you just met while shopping. Maybe a neighbor. Oh, a neighbor. How about those guys? You know? We all have them. But do we really know them? Uh, who, who loves the show I Love Lucy? I, I love that show. And it's a classic. It's oldie, but a really goodie. It's funny that I know the show. I'm, I'm 23, but it, it's a great show. And I grew up loving that show with me and my sister. And uh, probably the best part about that show was the fact that the Mertzes and the Ricardos had such a great friendship. They were hilarious together. Yeah. And they were neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know, neighbors like go over, ask someone to borrow some milk, invite them over to dinner later on that night. Neighbors, you know, friendly neighbors. And I feel like that's something that we might have lost a little in this generation. And it's my generation, so I'm a part of that. But it's not, I think as a society, we've taken a huge step backwards in our love and being friendly to our neighbors. I know there might be some acceptance here that your neighbors are your best buds, and that's great. I applaud you guys. That's true. But that's, that's an exception in today's world. Most of us just kind of keep to ourselves nowadays. But the scripture in Hebrews says that we should not do that. We should show hospitality to people around us. And, you know, I loved, I loved Lucy, and my parents set a great example in my life. So I was always felt compelled to, okay, I want to know the people who live around me, right? They're, they're right next door. I should know who they are and try to be their friends, right? But I'll be honest, church, I, I failed in that growing up in New York. I mean, I, I'm not growing up in New York. Being in New York as a college student, I, I failed in that tremendously. Um, I always wanted to reach out to my dorm mates, and I, even when I lived about a year, kind of as a single bro in the apartments, so I want to reach out to my apartment neighbors, but uh, I pretty much never did. And I reasoned that, you know what, it, it's fine, because you know I'll just go on campus, I'll, and my time, my time will be better spent spending hours on campus sharing my faith than spending a couple of minutes knocking on doors next to me. But really, I was just insecure and afraid. I don't know why, maybe just because... I could be in front of a library and, and be sharing my faith, and uh, those people would never see me again, probably. And maybe the fact that my neighbors right next door, they might know me, maybe that's freaked me out. I don't know, but I just, I never really did it in New York. And I regret it to this day. But then I got married, I'm like, okay, everything's going to change, because my wife is amazing, she's so friendly, and she also loves to bake, so we're set for life. You know? 
She'll bake the goods. I'll crack the jokes. We'll have the whole neighborhood out to church. It'll be great. It'll be awesome. But we moved here in March, and the months went by. And uh, I still hesitated, and, I, and I, I was still insecure and afraid. It's crazy. And I reasoned, oh, well, I'm Jake, you're the campus minister now, so you got to do campus minister type things. You know, campus ministers, they're on campus, they live on campus, they crank on campus, they just be at school. That's your job. And the neighbors, they, they can wait. Just do your job, man. And so I did my job. I was on campus a lot, but always the spirit, voice in the back of my head, hey, Jake, reach out to your neighbors. And so way into July, mid-July, couple of months passed, and honestly, thankful to my amazing wife who really pushed it, we made it happen. We went knocking on doors in July. My wife made banana muffins, because muffins in July just make sense. It just seems right. <laughs> and so, and they were delicious, so we went around and we started knocking on doors. And we met our neighbors, some of them at least, and they were great. I forgot to mention this, uh, we do live in Monterey Park, which is a huge Asian population, so a lot of them didn't speak English, but that was A-OK. I mean, most of them opened the door still took the muffins, so muffins have the power to break down any type of walls. So, and a few who spoke English, we had a great conversation. One that we had the longest conversation with, her name is Karen, and she's a single mom, and she has two kids, and one, her son, was going to be a freshman at Cal State LA. I'm like, ooh. I'm at Cal State LA. I'm, we're college ministers at Cal State LA. That's interesting. So from that moment on, I was on the lookout. Okay, where is this kid Aaron? I want to find this kid Aaron because, I mean, that just makes sense, right? So a couple months went by again, and I found the kid. I saw him in this car. It's like I seen him. I'm like, hey, bro, you Aaron? Awesome, man. My name is Jacob. We introduced ourselves. And uh, I'm like, dude, would you want to come over later on tonight? Let's, let's chill. Let's watch some football. And he said, yeah, man, I'll be over tonight. I'm like, Awesome, great. So he came over, and he was a little hesitant at first, but before you knew it, he was on the couch, on the couch just brought out, just having a good time. <laughs> and he told us that, man, this is the first time I've, I live in this apartment complex my, my, pretty much my whole life. This is the first time I've ever sat foot into a neighbor's place. And he was so happy to be here. And when he found out we were college ministers, he was so overjoyed. Like, wow, that's awesome. That's so great. And he's been studying the Bible ever since. And it's been so, so cool. So encouraging. And I'll never forget our first Bible study. We sat down. We started talking about how, you know, God has set the times and places in our lives. And he just honestly started cheering up. He's like, man, this is just so amazing. God put, you know, you and Tiff right next door. Like, I so feel. And I'm going through a spiritual low. I'm struggling spiritually. This is totally God that you guys are here. I'm like, yeah, man, it is. Let's, let's, let's keep on studying the Bible. And I just thought to myself, man, thank God we reached out. Thank God for my wife making those banana muffins. Like, thank God that we did something, right? Because God could have planned this all out, put us right next door to these people. But if we never reached out, then there goes God's plans. And so I wasn't moved. I want to keep on doing this, keep on reaching out. So Tiff and I have plans again to to go Christmas. This time that makes a little more sense for our baked goods and Christmas. We're going to go out again, knocking on doors and just inviting out to more of our neighbors and just trying to establish connections here because we're neighbors. Yeah. supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves, right? right. Like second greatest command in the Bible. Yeah. Right. We should really put that into our lives, guys. Why don't close out here in uh, Hebrews chapter, chapter um, 13, one last scripture here. Verse 15 through 16. 
Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of lips that openly profess His name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others for with such sacrifices God is pleased. A lot of us, you know, we, we feel grateful, grateful for God in our lives, but we could show it a little more with our praises and with our mouth speaking. We can just show that love to each other. And again, it's Christmas time. It's now kind of the time where people almost expect that. Yes. Even the name of Christmas is Christmas. Christ, Christmas. More Christ. Talk about Christ. Talk about Jesus, guys. It just makes sense, right? This is the time we're knocking on doors and offering cookies makes sense. We should take advantage of this season. It's a season to be merry and share the family of God because it's so, so precious. And then it says, again, do not forget. Second time in Hebrews 13, do not forget to reach out, to do good, to share with others. I said it twice because I think we forget a lot. Yes. We become so self-consumed with our own holidays, our own plans in the month of December yep. that we forget so much to reach out. And honestly, again, it's probably a lot of fears and a lot of insecurities, just like I had. You know, I, I, it's kind of weird to go reach out. I don't, I don't want to over-intrude into my neighbors or my friends. I don't want to um, annoy anyone. And besides, I don't want them to to see us because, you know, my family's a little weird. And we have all these insecurities and fears about why we don't choose to reach out. Yes. Yeah. But family matters, church. And honestly, family are all three of those things. Families are a little intrusive. So don't feel afraid to ask people how they're doing. Families also annoy each other a lot. So knock on some doors. And also, all families are weird. You know, we all have that one kid or that one uncle. We all, we all got weird families, amen? And again, this is what people want. People want families. Families matter to each and every one of us. And again, they all have families-ish, but they don't have the family of God. And that's what truly matters. And all those thoughts are just lies from Satan that your influence won't have a positive effect. God, the truth is, you reaching out to your neighbors and friends might be the best thing to ever happen to them. And it's not because you're so great, it's because God is so great. And you have the love of Christ within you. Reach out to people. This could be such an incredible holiday season if we can use the peace, the love of God that we have by us being here in this room, by us being in the family, and reach out and spread that joy and merriness to each other. Reach out, guys. I want to close with two pretty obvious challenges based off my lesson. Um, first one is go door knocking. It's been a long time. Let's go hit some doors, guys. This holiday season in your neighborhood, make some new friends. And with that, have some people over. And it does not matter if you actually are in a family family. It's like married with kids. It doesn't matter if you're a single bro, single, single gal. It doesn't matter what, what situation it is. You still have a home. Invite people over. Cook them some dinner. Have a blast. And this season where family matters so much to every single one of us. Be the family that matters to your neighbors and friends. Show them the love of God. Let's have a merry, merry holiday season. Amen? Amen.